right, welcome back into the Nick Bob Podcast. I'm taping this. Uh, just got off the road, uh, was in Cincinnati and then in Indianapolis for, gosh, about five days or so between those two trips. I'm back now. It is Thursday. It's February 9th. It's almost 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and I got some airplane thoughts for you. Or really a thought, but it's a long thought. So I listened to a couple of podcasts on uh, on on my flights home, Cincy to Chicago, O'Hare, O'Hare, then to Omaha, and it, you know some a, a topic and a thought kind of got me rolling, and I got out my computer on the, on my United flight and I started typing away, man. So here we go. So I I recorded a pod back on. I, I went and checked it. On I posted it on December fourteenth, and in, in this pod on on December fourteenth, I stated that at the time that I thought that. For the short-term success for Matt Rule in year number one at Nebraska, that the most important player to be on the roster next year wasn't a transfer, wasn't anybody in the portal, wasn't a high school recruit. It was a current player on the current roster, so it was retaining someone on the current roster, and that player was Casey Thompson. Here is what I wrote. I, I pulled it up. People don't know. I've told you my process. I like to, especially these these solo pods. I, I type all this all this stuff up. So I was able to pull up what I wrote. Here's what I wrote on December 14th. This is me, me, Nick Bob, back in time, December 14th. I wrote, it's natural to look at next season for Nebraska football and giving the coaching change and beginning of a, a new era and get seduced by the new as the key to next year. I could argue, and I don't think it's that tough of a position to take, that the most important key to next season isn't anyone new. It's Casey Thompson returning. The most important component to success for year number one, not talking the long term of this thing or anything like that, but for the short term, the most important person for next year's success to me is Casey Thompson. And listen, we can all preach patience and understand that this is rebuilds going to maybe take some time and Matt Rule's got a long contract, but on some level, year number one matters. And we can look at Matt Rule's track record and see that he won one or two or three games in his first years at Baylor and Temple and go, okay, well, that could be what the plan is. But come on, you and I both know that this place will not handle a season like that very well. Now, I'm not saying they got to win eight or nine or ten games in year number one. I don't think that. But being competitive and winning five, six, seven games, I think is potentially reasonable. And the most important person in doing that is Casey Thompson. And as I'm taping this, it was December 14th, no official announcement has been made on the future of Casey Thompson. And it is one that I am waiting for and watching closely. couple of things with this Casey Thompson situation and decision I was thinking about. Like I just said, bringing Casey Thompson back and Casey coming back next year is what gives Nebraska the best chance for success in year number one. And I'm not going to fall victim to assuming the next quarterback will be fine and good. I thought that with Tanner Lee. Eh. I thought that with Chubba Purdy. He struggled. Same thing with Logan Smothers. And at least in Mark Whipple's system, he may fit Marcus Saddlefield's better, but at least in Whipple's system, he struggled. I am not going to fall victim to this notion that you plug in any quarterback and they will be okay. I've watched so many shaky quarterbacks over the last decade plus to know that it's hard, man. Zach Lee, Cody Green, Andrew Bunch, RK3, Luke McCaffrey, Chubba Purdy, Logan Smothers, all those guys to varying degrees really struggled. And let me tell you, Casey Thompson, he isn't Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes, but he's a pretty darn good college quarterback. Not going to win the Heisman. But you can win games with Casey Thompson at quarterback. 
So I will. So I say all that to say, I'm not going to be full fledged, all into buying into what's behind number two door number two with the quarterback situation. Casey Thompson is a known commodity, and I think he's a pretty dang good college quarterback. He gives you the best chance for success in the short term to win games. But here is what is interesting, and I'm always fascinated with this dynamic with new coaches when they take over in a rebuild. Where do you draw the line with what gives you the best chance in the short term versus what maybe gives you the best chance for long-term development of the program? What if Casey Thompson doesn't quite fit the style of what Marcus Satterfield wants to run? Do you put your system kind of on hold to tailor something to Casey Thompson for one year? this is kind of what the conundrum was for Mike Riley, I think. Tommy Armstrong didn't fit what Mike Riley wanted to run, and he square peg round hold Tommy Armstrong for the first year, and Mike Riley tried to turn Tommy Armstrong into a pocket passer, and he threw a bunch of interceptions, struggled, and Nebraska had a losing record. Then, in year two, he blended the system to kind of suit Tommy Armstrong's strengths, and they had a better year, and Nebraska won nine games. But then all of a sudden, it was year three, before Riley fully implemented what he wanted to run. That's not ideal. So with Casey Thompson, does he fully fit what Marcus Satterfield wants? I don't know. The other element is this. If you're going to take your lumps in year one, are you better off getting your quarterback experience that year than having your quarterback sit for a year? Because there's no substitute for real game reps. As long as it doesn't crush your confidence, I'm always going to side with real game experience, real game reps. So there may be a case that bringing in your quarterback and getting him into your system and getting him experience is the better move. By the way, all this is assuming you are bringing in a quarterback that has more than one year to start, which could, which would be ideal in a one-year rebuild. If you bring in a younger quarterback that maybe has two, three, maybe even four years, that's great. So there's also that. But again, the elephant in the room is that I think Casey Thompson will likely be the best quarterback in that room if he comes back. And he likely get, likely gives you the best chance to win. Again, I like Casey Thompson quite a bit. But the reality of Casey Thompson's presence and maybe him announcing that he's staying is Casey Thompson could hinder Matt Rule's ability to maybe go land a transfer portal quarterback. I wrote that on December 14th. We'll fast forward two months to now February 9th, and we all know what has unfolded. Casey Thompson announced that he's staying. Casey Thompson announcing that he's staying certainly didn't uh, deter Nebraska's ability to land a transfer portal quarterback. They landed one in Georgia Tech transfer quarterback Jeff Sims. So I want to pick the conversation up there because while some of that doesn't necessarily apply. A lot of it still does, and a lot of it still applies in new ways. So I want to pick the conversation up there because I think there are a lot of interesting components to this quarterback situation. First of all, we've kind of learned a little bit about what Marcus Satterfield wants to do offensively. He said, they remember he talked about on a crusade for the huddle, they want to huddle up, they're going to be under center, they want to run the ball. Well, I think Casey Thompson fits that. I was kind of thinking they were maybe going to be a shotgun spread, either air it out or utilize a bunch of quarterback run game type of football team. But that doesn't sound like that's how it's going to be. Again, we'll see. 
But this is all based on a press conference in January from Marcus Satterfield. So who knows? But the style of offense, I think, could fit Casey Thompson. But the big question is, okay, so who in the short term, who's going to be the quarterback next year? Who's going to be the starter? Is it going to be Casey Thompson or is it going to be Jeff Sims? Casey Thompson likely didn't choose to stay in Lincoln to sit on the sideline for another year of college at age 24, 25 years old and endure another new offensive coordinator, another new head coach at age 24, 25. Highly doubt Casey Thompson did that to want to sit on the sidelines. But Casey Thompson also had shoulder surgery, and he won't be able to participate in spring football, which hurts. Jeff Sims didn't hit the transfer portal and choose Nebraska to come sit and be the number two quarterback. Like I've said, when you when quarterbacks that hit the portal, they're they're looking for the sure thing. They're looking to go somewhere where they are going to start. The Nick Bob Podcast is powered by Runza and the cold winter months. It's officially here. And as a warm weather lover myself, the cold can kind of bum me out. But the one thing that always puts a huge smile on my face when it gets cold, temperature Tuesdays at Runza. Yes, it's that time of the year. Temperature Tuesdays are back at Runza, where every Tuesday in January and February, the 6 a.m. temperature at the coldest Runza location is the price you'll pay for an original Runza sandwich when you buy a medium fry and medium drink. Think about it. An original Runza sandwich might be 10 cents, a dime, might be a nickel, might be a quarter. Heck, might even be one penny. Just one penny. So make sure you take advantage of this incredible deal every single Tuesday at Runza where the temp at 6 a.m. in Runzaland is the price you pay for an original Runza sandwich and you buy a medium fry and a medium drink. It's back, baby. Temperature Tuesdays. Runza makes it all better. So who's it going to be? Sims or Casey Thompson? Let's unpack that because I'm not moving off my initial thought that I think it should be Casey Thompson. I told you in in reading what I wrote on December 14th, I'm not going to fall victim or be seduced behind what's behind door number two with the quarterback position when I know who's behind door number one and that door, the guy behind door number one is Casey Thompson. Again, Casey Thompson is not a Heisman Trophy guy, but I think you can definitely win with Casey Thompson. No doubt about it. So that's what I think. That's where my head is at with this. But the reality is, it doesn't matter what I think. It matters what Matt Rule thinks. And sometimes you just have to sit back, open your eyes, really open your ears, and open your brain, and the answer can sometimes reveal itself, and be fairly clear. As I'm continuing to listen to Matt Rule talk over the course of the last month or two, whether it's the signing day press conference or even most recently Matt Rule's appearance on KLIN, have you noticed a little line that Matt Rule continues to drop in when he's asked about the quarterback spot? 
and asked about Casey Thompson and Jeff Sims. Have you noticed this? He's he's very quick. First of all, he's very quick when he talks about Casey Thompson. Now, he's not dismissive or disrespectful, so I'm not saying that, but he's fairly quick on Casey Thompson. Doesn't gush over him or elaborate a ton with him. But that's not what I've been noticing from Rule when he talks about the quarterbacks. The line that Rule drops almost every time when he's asked about the quarterbacks is, I think Jeff Sims is going to play in the NFL one day. I'm sure you guys have heard that. I know I have. And he hasn't said it just once. He's dropped it in there. I think Jeff Sims is going to play in the NFL one day. So for one second, I want you guys to go from hearing that to truly absorbing that and listening to that. There's that old line. There's a big difference between hearing and listening. I think Jeff Sims is going to play in the NFL one day. Really, really listen to that. Really let that one sink in. I don't know what it was about hearing Matt Rule say that line again on KLIN that it finally really hit me. I went from hearing it to listening and absorbing it. For me, when I listen to that line, I think that's a it's a probably an unintentional pretty good window into what Matt Rule is thinking with that quarterback position. I think Jeff Sims in Matt Rule's mind is going to be the starting quarterback next year. Again, to hell with what I think, the most important thought is this is what Matt Rule thinks and he and when he continually drops that line of, I think Jeff Sims is going to play in the NFL one day. This Jeff Sims isn't a, he's not an 18 year old freshman either. He's not an 18 year old freshman. He can continue, drop that line. I think Jeff Sims is going to play in the NFL one day. I think that's kind of a pretty clear window into how Matt Rule is viewing the quarterback spot right now. He's watched these two quarterbacks play football. There's one quarterback that he says will play in the NFL one day. And he doesn't say that about the other one. Wouldn't it stand to reason to then think that Matt Rule likely leans the future NFL quarterback as the guy who will be the starter next year? I think so. Now, listen, I, I, I understand how guys can be at different stages of development. Just because you're a future pro doesn't necessarily mean you're better than someone right now in this moment who maybe doesn't have a pro career in their future. We've certainly seen that before. I know you see it in basketball. Keep in mind, a guy like Justin Patton was a guy that the Creighton coaches thought would play in the NBA, but that didn't mean in the first year that you know that Justin Patton at Creighton, that he was necessarily better than Martin Crompel or Toby Hagner or these other bigs on the roster. That's why he redshirted. And, you, and we've seen that in football numerous times. So I get how timelines of development and where they're at on their journey can be vastly different. I understand that. But I still think the point remains, and I still think what I said a second ago, Jeff Sims isn't an 18-year-old freshman. He's already been in 
college for three years. So I still think the point remains. I think it's pretty telling that when asked about the looming quarterback spot, Matt Rule drops in there and saying that I think Jeff Sims will play in the NFL one day. And he doesn't say that about Casey Thompson. And when you combine that with the fact that, A, Casey Thompson won't be able to participate in spring ball because that's shoulder surgery, and B, Jeff Sims is also the hand-picked Matt Rule quarterback, the very first quarterback Rule chose is Jeff Sims, I think that matters too. I think when you combine all those things, even though Eileen Casey Thompson, because he's more of a known commodity in my eyes and there's a bigger sample size of him having success as a starter at the Power 5 level, I think when you combine rules saying that he thinks Jeff Sims is going to play in the NFL one day, Casey Thompson's not going to be able to participate in spring practice because of the shoulder, and that Sims is rules first quarterback recruit, he's his guy, I think all signs, to me, kind of point towards Jeff Sims being the starting quarterback next year. So that was my first thought. It was, just, it was something about hearing it, him say, I think Jeff Sims is going to play in the NFL one day, again, on his appearance on, on KLIN, that it just it really like it hit me. So that was my first thought. But here's the other element of this situation that I think is really interesting, and it's why I read what I wrote and said on December 14th. Here is the other element of this situation that I think is really, really interesting. The fact that Dylan Riola is looming out there. The fact that Dylan Riola could commit to Nebraska. The fact that Dylan Riola was committed to Ohio State, decommitted to Ohio State, and has been very much in contact with Nebraska. Number one quarterback, number one recruit in the class of 2024. Five-star. How, if at all, does that impact all of this quarterback stuff? Because to circle back to what I said, if you were listening to my my trip down memory lane of what I wrote on December 14th, to to circle back to what I said about Casey Thompson staying and wondering if that could scare off or deter a portal quarterback from committing to Nebraska. Kind of like last year with Adrian Martinez. You wondered, oh, if if Martinez stays, does Nebraska land Casey Thompson and Chubba Purdy? I doubt it. So to circle back to what I was saying about Casey Thompson and even what we talked about with Adrian Martinez and them staying and whether or not that would scare off or deter a portal quarterback from committing to Nebraska, well, the same school of thought could kind of apply to Jeff Sims right now. What if Jeff Sims starts next year and he's really good? Sims isn't a one-and-done quarterback. Based on my research, he's got two years of eligibility left, if I'm not mistaken. Again, it's hard to know with the COVID redshirt year where people's eligibility is at. But he's got two years of eligibility. So in theory, on paper right now, Jeff Sims... Could be the guy for the next two years. 
The Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors, and I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go into Pella's website right now, you look at it, and how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors by Pella won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big-time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. They got triple pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And I just wonder, I just wonder how does that potentially impact how Dylan Raiola views the Nebraska situation? Or how would that impact how Dylan Raiola views the Nebraska situation? Again, number one recruit in the country. Number one quarterback recruit in the country. He likely ain't committing to Nebraska to come and sit for a year or two. Dylan Raiola, I'm sure he has plans to come in and be the guy from day number one. I don't think Matt Rule and the coaches... let Let me make this clear. I don't think Matt Rule and the coaches can make personnel decisions based on the chance that maybe a quarterback recruit might come. So I don't mean to insinuate that even if Matt Rule thinks Sims is better than Casey Thompson and gives Nebraska the best chance to win next year, that he should choose to start Casey Thompson because that will look like a better situation and a more attractive situation for Dylan Raiola in 2024. You can't operate like that. I don't mean to insinuate that. You just can't. But just because you can't operate like that or think like that doesn't make that picture not real from the outside looking in. Dylan Raiola is the number one quarterback in the country. Five-star, numero uno, number one quarterback, number one recruit. He can go anywhere. He can pick up the phone and call any school and say, I want to come, and they would fall over themselves. Yes, yes. Oh, Oh, great. He can go anywhere, USC, Georgia, Bama, anywhere. And he decommits from Ohio State after Matt Rule announced that he is keeping his uncle, Donovan Rayola, on staff. So there is already, whether Matt Rule wants to admit it or not, there is already some decisions being made with Dylan Rayola looming out there in mind. So if we operate under what I believe is a fairly logical and safe assumption that Matt Rule kept Donovan Raiola on staff to increase his chances at landing Dylan Raiola, you do that, you make that move to make Nebraska the most attractive picture possible for Dylan Raiola, well, then would the most attractive situation possible for Dylan be a vacant quarterback spot when he arrives? 
Probably, right? Again, all this stuff is just food for thought and interesting to me. I'm not trying to make something out of nothing here, but I just think when you think about all of this quarterback stuff, both with the quarterback position, who's going to start next year, and then beyond with Dylan Raiola looming, because that seemingly is the biggest story right now. What's going to happen with Dylan Raiola? I just think there's some fascinating things to consider. Again, I would lean Casey Thompson as a starter. That's that's the guy that I would vote to be the guy. But when you listen to Matt Rule talk, again, I think he's kind of unintentionally giving you a window or a hint into how he views the quarterbacks where he always mentions, yeah, I think Jeff Sims can play in the NFL one day. I think Jeff Sims can play in the NFL one day. But clearly, the Nebraska staff is all in on Dylan Raiola. The entire staff was there in Arizona not too long ago. And again, Matt Rule can say Matt Rule can say whatever he wants, but keeping Donovan Raiola on staff, come on, man. I mean, you ain't got to be Sherlock Holmes to connect those dots. And I get it to a certain extent. I do. Landing Dylan Raiola, landing the number one quarterback in the country is a potentially program-changing event. It really is. So I get it. But with that thought in mind, if you believe that's true, I just wonder how Dylan Raiola views Nebraska if that quarterback spot is filled upon his arrival. It's just It's just interesting to think about to me. Just was thinking about, you know, maybe it was just being 30,000 feet and looking at the clouds on my flight, looking out the window. Maybe I just was, I don't know, high on United Airplanes Air. I don't know. But I just was, I just was deep in thought with the quarterback spot. Just wonder how Dylan Raiola would view that, that Nebraska spot if that quarterback position's filled. Now, to be fair... I'd venture to guess that the other places that Rayola is considering, USC, Georgia, et cetera, those places he'll likely have to compete for the job there. But can I be honest? And this, what I'm about to say kind of hurts because, you know, you boys, uh, you know, I mean, listen, dad played at Nebraska, uncle played at Nebraska, cousin played at Nebraska, two best friends in the world, Bowen Bear Rude played at Nebraska, grew up going to games, West Balcony, shouts out to the West Side Balcony. Lincoln, born and raised, you guys know I'm Nebraska football through and through. But can I be honest, and this isn't meant to be a shot at Nebraska, but it's more about the current reality of Nebraska. I think Dylan Raiola is likely more understanding and willing to compete with another five-star quarterback at a place like Georgia, who's won back-to-back titles, than he is a Georgia Tech transfer at a place like Nebraska who hasn't gone to a bowl game in six years. Right? Again, that hurts me to even, it hurt me to type it. It hurts me to say it. My guess is Raiola is like, yeah, if I'm at Ohio State, I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to have to, I'll be willing to compete there. But I'm, if I'm going to Nebraska, come on, man. Right? Like, you'll wait for a table at Ruth Chris Steakhouse. 
you don't want to wait for a table at Outback. And the reality is Nebraska's Outback Steakhouse right now. Right? You're figuring out where to eat. Ruth Chris, what's the wait? It's like potentially 20, 30 minutes. Well, Outback, you can just get right in. But what, Outback? You tell me, Outback's 20 minutes? Nah, 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 nah. I think the reality, I, I think there's a little, I, I wonder, I'm, I've tried to really put myself in Dylan Riola's situation too. So it's just going to be really interesting to watch all this stuff play out, man. There's a lot of interesting components to this quarterback situation, both short-term and long-term as well, right? So I just wanted to circle back on all that stuff. It just, I don't know what it was. It took hearing Matt Rule drop the line about Sims in the NFL one day for me to be like, man, is that is that like, I don't think he's doing it intentionally, but is that a window in doubt? And like, I mean, think about it. If you're, a, if you, He's got two quarterbacks. One he thinks is going to be in the NFL one day. One he doesn't. Who do you think he's probably leaning towards? One he recruited and picked. One he didn't. Who do you think he's leaning towards? Right? Like, again, to hell what I think. I I like Casey Thompson. I saw what that, that dude could do. Big sample size. Bigger sample size. But I just think... It just took me, again, the difference between hearing and listening. I went from hearing to listening to what Rule was saying. And to me, when I finally listened, I'm like, oh, man, I, th- I think Jeff Sims is probably going to be the guy. But then I was thinking about all the looming Dylan Raiola stuff, and you're like, wonder what that picture looks like. Now, who knows when Dylan Raiola is going to make his decision? Does he commit in the summer? Does he commit this spring? Does he wait till the fall? How long does he play this out? Maybe before he makes his decision and signs, he who knows what's going to happen with Sims or Thompson in, in the fall. Just very interesting things to consider. So, there you go. I'll end this pod like I end a lot of these kinds of pods where I just sit there and talk about God knows what. To quote my man Hove, Jigga, Jay-Z, this is food for thought. You do the dishes. A Heard at Sports Network production.